Welcome to the sixth episode of the Cozy Cassette. This week I'm joined uh, with Talal Aslan. Hey Talal, how you doing? Good, good. How about you, bro? How about you? I'm doing wonderfully, Ella. This week we're going to be talking about lyricism and hip-hop. Uh, you have a lot to say about this, Akid. I do, I do. Dude. So why don't, we, uh, why don't we start it off with what is lyricism? Well, I mean, to you, to me, I feel like lyricism is about like putting the rhyme schemes and the verb and the like verses together, you know, in an intellectual way. But, but like also, I don't know, I kind of value lyricism with, with a message a little bit. But, you know, lyricism either way, I think is like just really to me, it's, it's the pinnacle of hip hop. It's that, you know, that holy grail. OK, so how about people like a little Wayne? who isn't technically the most lyrical in terms of content, but he does have proper wordplay. And you could even say he has wordplay above a lot of his contemporaries uh, compared to like a, like a 50 who could tell stories. Yeah, know? I mean, Weezy's a legend, honestly. And even he, you can see his like twist to lyricism. And it's, I think, why he's like considered such a legend and he's been in the game for so long, like what going on, like 20 years. And... I think part of that is because of like, like his metaphors and his wordplay, like honestly, like even like in so many different songs, even his new Carter V, like it's just insane. Wordplay on wordplay, his metaphors are crazy. So there is, of course, there is other value too. Like Lil Wayne has been doing it for so long. Like, who are we to say like not, nah, you know? Okay, well, what do you, we're well, getting that out of the way. What do you think about new artists right now, this new generation of artists? and? It's kind of hard to define the new generation because would you consider a Kendrick who's in his 30s or a Drake to be part of this generation? Well, I mean, yeah. Or they, they exist in a middle ground, at least, between this generation and the last one. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think. Like, it, I mean, they like and for Drake, Kendrick, I mean, J. Cole, those are like 30s. They kind of popped into the like, you know, the scene in the 2010s. So, I mean, yeah, when you say new artists, I, I automatically think like, like 2015 and over, I guess, or 2016 and over. I think SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> yeah, like SoundCloud rapper, you know, I feel you. Like, kind of like that. But, I mean, there's just like, I think they're like contemporary, but you can see the evolution of rap through them, like, especially Kendrick, Drake, and J. Cole, and Big Sean. Like, straight up, you can see how it went from like gangster rap that was dominant in the 2000s to like, you know, the more trappy or more like beat centered, beat centered hip hop, which I think was like, which I think was like the main proponent of it was, I think, Kanye West in 2000, in 2007, which, you know, like when he dropped that same day as, at 50, as 50, like he dropped that with, with like, you can tell how he changed hip hop in the sense that he like mixed some beats in it, like EDM beats in a sense. Kanye West forever changed the game, and you can see that in a lot of artists today. You can see that in Drake's music, you know, the biggest artist on the planet right now. Yeah. So heavily influenced by, by an 808s. It's kind of insane. And no it did, how, it did I mean, elevate Kanye in terms of storytelling. Yeah, like, you have to give him credit, no matter how off the rails he's been going. But you got to give him credit, dude. Like, that's credit where it's due. Like, even you see, and I think, like, SoundCloud rappers, in a way, that maybe not a lot of people give them credit for they took those like beats and edm beats and all that that kanye started and then like used the the verses and the trap methods of like future and like lil wayne and combined those two together to create modern day you know but i don't know i feel like that especially like that's how the development like occurred and you know giving they get so much like 
smack for it recently, but like it's very obvious if you retrace it how it goes. Oh yeah. Well, what do you think about speaking of the new kids? At least, what do you, who do you think is on top in terms of lyricism? Ooh, I mean, honestly, dude, I'm a I'm Dreamville biased, honestly. But JID is raw, dude. He has he combines both, and he has like such a unique you know ability. But I mean, from if you knew knew, I also really like uh, Joey Badass, although he's been around for a while. But you know, he's only like 23. He's so like young. Yeah, he's young. Uh, he's, he's been around. Well, a JID. So JID did just drop a track with um, J Cole. Yeah, off uh, like a single for his upcoming project, uh, DiCaprio Two. Yep, yep. That kid has a lot of potential in terms of, I think, m- merging the sort of lyricism with yeah. more trap aesthetics. I mean, it does come naturally. I guess he is an Atlanta artist. Yeah. So you do expect him to rep home field, as it were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and make sure he his his production is always on point. With, you know, it, you could listen to something like "Never" and you'd be like, "Oh, well, that's a JID. That could that's a JID beat, but that could easily be like a, a different Atlanta artist beat." Imagine yeah, Future yeah, on that. Yeah. Imagine the Migos on that. He you combines know? both Atlanta, very, very well. Atlanta has been been killing it a lot. I mean, they've always been killing it in hip hop, but there's been this reemergence of Atlanta in the past maybe four or five years. Yeah, a lot of artists coming out there, and a lot of them are doing a lot of good work. Yeah, I agree. People like, like Black, people like JID, you know, even more, more mainstream guys like the Migos. They're all, they're all doing great. Yeah, Black's new album is really is, is great too. You should, I mean, like, give it a listen. Um, I forgot the name of it. It's, off, it's on the tip of my tongue, but yeah. East like, Atlanta Love Letter. Yeah, East Atlanta Love Letter, dude. That's, that, that album is, like, great. J. Cole has a song on it too. And honestly, I think, yeah, like, Atlanta right now, you can easily say they're honestly dominating, like, I don't know, like 2000s and, and 2010 and, you know, up. Like, they've been on, not only on the rise, like, they've honestly, from, like, Future to Migos to, like, the new kids, like, Black and uh, and JID. And JID is very, very, like, unique. The way he combines the verses and the trap beats, like, he gives, like, he gives a Kendrick vibe, in a sense, too, sometimes. Like, the way he, like, you know, articulates his, his verses. Like, it's good that he signed to Dreamville because you know that they're gonna treat him so good over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They will. He's getting the attention that he needs. You know, like J Cole is like J Cole hypes him up a lot. He sees so much potential in him too. Yeah. So shifting a little bit towards um, more lyricism in terms of stream of consciousness rap, like a Kendrick, or like a uh, or like a B Light. You know, um, people who. Uh, who are proficient in both, not just the words they use, but in the way they use them. Because you've heard tracks like Duckworth from Kendrick's Damn Project, or tracks like Last Breath, which are so conscious and so hyper-focused in, and so lyr- like lyrist- lyristically you're, like, you're, that it, it gives you hope that maybe that, you know, because a lot of people like to say lyricism is dead in hip-hop. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I, yeah, I have yeah. to disagree so wholeheartedly because not yeah, only is lyricism like alive and well, but it's thriving in such at such a like yeah. strange degree because yeah. hip hop is cyclical. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had going all the way back to like the '80s. You had people like 
uh, Das FX, who made the silliest, most outrageous tracks. I yeah. swear to God, if you the, plop them in 2018, they would sound exactly the same as some of these other SoundCloud rappers. Yeah, and then you started it's a moving cycle towards of like beats and started the, moving towards yeah. you know more lyrical stuff. The, yeah. LL Cool J got in there for a little bit, and then you moved to gangster rap, and then crunk, and then this new age, you know, that yeah. started around Kanye West and Jay Z and Lil Wayne. Yeah, it's it, as you said, dude. It's so cyclical. Like, um, do be, I think it's unfair to put that boundary on hip hop. Yeah, yeah. It's, and I honestly think it's like it's time for you know, it, it, like it, recently it was kind of more beat dominant. But I mean, yeah, as you said, lyrics is is it, lyrical rap is is on the rise. You see many new rappers do like conscious rap though. That's like that's different. I think maybe that is not as as strongly there yet. And I think it's because. It's because, like, a lot of, okay, yeah, I mean, and consciously, like, yeah, but I don't know, like, artists recently have, uh, have, like, adapted to it. I mean, J. Cole had, like, talk, talked about it, and Kendrick also, but I think that's the holy grail. Lyrical rap, though. Here's where I'm going to challenge you on that. Mm -hmm. Because I think conscious rap has moved away from traditional which would be maybe talking about politics or the landscape of how things are or the divide of races, you know, or maybe something like uh, 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 Brenda from the Block that's more storytelling. Uh -huh. I feel like that genre of hip-hop has moved entirely into um, new age gangster rap. Your YGs, your Davies, uh -huh. they will take something like their life and condense it into uh, a project. We saw Dave East do it with Styles P on his beloved album. Yeah. We saw YG do it on Stay Dangerous. Uh -huh. Those albums were some of the best storytelling albums that came out this year. Of course. Of course. I mean, it's... Hands uh, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I think you see that with social change. Like, hip-hop very much reflects, like, the society it's in, right? And so, as, like, as that social change goes on, like, the, the focus of different artists becomes, like you know more and more direct i mean like in recent times for example like the art the the focus of conscious rap would be against like drug problems and you know black oppression or or you know jail like you know like the the incarceration problem that's in the u.s obviously like you see that and as it develops but in the, for example in the early 2000s for example they would talk about you know like one of the very famous tupac quotes uh um, there's no peace. Uh, there's no peace until the war in the Middle East stops. Or what was it? Uh, there's war on the streets and there's war in the Middle East. You know, that's because at that time, for example, the the focus was the war in the Middle East in, in the in the with the U.S. You know, so you can see you can see the reflection of like society that it has on those like conscious rappers because at the end of the day, they're you know citizens and part of you know the mass. So like that's how they see the board. I like that you brought up Tupac because. That could launch us into talking about how do these newer kids, I don't even want to say kids because some of these people are older than me, some of these gentlemen, <laughs> but a lot of these artists, um, obviously influenced by a, a Tupac or a Biggie or an MC Light. Yeah. There's so many, their predecessors at least. What do you think of, in terms of maybe skill or performance or execution, how do they compare to their predecessors? How does a Kendrick Lamar compare to a, a Tupac, or yeah. let's move it over to the other the other coast. How does a Dave East compare to a Biggie Smalls? Well, I mean, which which generation? Because we're gonna get a lot of hate for this. Uh, which generation yeah, was no, better going, in terms of this skill? 
shaky grounds here. I mean, honestly, I I, I want to challenge. I want to I want to see where what you think. Well, I want to see how you think. Okay, honestly, comparing them, I mean, like I'm gonna be like if, if I'm bumping Jake, if I'm bumping, I mean Kendrick for the last four years. And, you know, I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like you know like I'm gonna be biased towards him more than Tupac. But at the same time, dude, you have to give respect to the predecessors. They're the ones who like they're the ones who made it like. Kendrick Kendrick goes on and on about how much he influ- how much he's influenced by uh, by uh, Tupac and even you see like Nas Nas's uh, Nas's influence you see it in like albums like For Cause for example like he goes he goes on and says Nas is one of the most influential Isaiah Rashad um Isaiah Rashad was was Andre's 3000 was like his pinnacle and you can see very much parallels in between their music so I mean they are comparable, but at the same time, you know, like y- you just have to value each era and each generation for what it is, and just like enjoy the music. You feel? I do feel. I feel very heavily, actually, because I would have said the exact same thing. I think the kid, the people who make music now, leaps and bounds ahead of the predecessors in terms of their skill, because just based off that they've grew up on this music. They were able to listen to it over and over and over again and hone their craft to such a degree where they, of course, surpass them. Yeah, especially and in versatility. It, it can be difficult. It can be difficult to compare them sometimes because we do lose people. We yeah. do. Unfortunately, we lost pe- massive stars, you know, Pop, like Biggie, like Proc. XXX bad, dude. I love that kid. He was good. He had potential. I've said this before. I started listening to X's music after he passed away. I know, I was never a fan of the kid when he was alive. I just didn't like. I just didn't agree with some of the things he did and some of the ways he did it. Mm-hmm. But you can't deny the music. You know he was talented. Yeah, honestly, I talented. saw. Yeah, like I listened. I listened to some of him. I listened to some of him. Um, I saw him live in Rolling Loud, and he went up that stage, and he got pulled down and kicked off stage. Which is funny. But I listened to him before that for a little bit, and he when he performs live, he performs. But my point was, unfortunately, we lose some people, but we haven't lost some people. So you can compare very directly what a Nas sounds like today and what a Nas sounded like in his prime and compare what a Kendrick sounds in his prime right now and how Kendrick sounded when he started, at least. Way way more versatility in modern day rap, I think. Way more. Like, you see people weren't so stuck in their lane. Times in one song, you know, like change tones and verses and speeds and you yeah like and you see even more versatility with how like jid is approaching the game or you know lil uzi lil yachty all those little they still approach it in a way like that's different from their predecessors it's it's versatile and they can like they have more weapons up their game because they built upon their predecessors and that's, I mean, you just, at some point, as, as humanity grows, we gain more knowledge. We, we are better than our predecessors. And that's, I think, the tra- trajectory that hip-hop has taken, yeah. at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Because, I mean, did you hear that Nazir album? <laughs> that was not a good project. It was not a good project no. at all. No, I, like, listened to one song. I listened to it, like, I listened to it, like, three times over, like, trying to, like, get into it and everything. But, nah, dude, not a good album at all. It's not, and you could see that. I mean, obviously, Nas is in his prime, you know? Yeah. They always say that your first album is the easiest album to make because you've had your entire life, and when Nas is in his 40s and 50s, there's not a lot he can, you know, go back on. Yeah, that's but, 
it's just if the music's not there, it's not there. And I think we have to accept that as a fact. It's like age artists catches up to you. Although now there are some artists. Yeah. There are some I, artists who do I well. I was to say. I There's love artists like Royce. I'm going to say it. Oh, no. I'm oh, no. It. Come at me. Oh, I don't no. care. I'm ready to go for it. Dude, that new album Look. was raw, dude. In my opinion. Oh, it was petty. It was petty, but it was raw. You done? Because <laughs> sure. I'm about to school you, okay? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Eminem hasn't been talented in a decade <laughs> bro no dog that is not okay since recovery i'm sorry you know how big of an eminem fan i was those last two projects disappointed bro. me so poorly i i'm not, i'm always willing to give an artist a second try when drake dropped views i was like okay let's hear what he has next and then he dropped another garbage album and then i was like you know what fuck drake <laughs> eminem dropped two garbage projects in a row i'm tired of hearing hearing eminem apologize for bad albums just don't drop bad albums. But like that, he that, did it again. He did it on revival. He, he apologized. Ooh, bro. Okay, he revival, he didn't apologize. If anything, I'm telling you, that's why I'm telling you it was petty. Because it wasn't apology, it was more like a fuck you. That like the whole point of the album was a fuck you. Like, I know that felt kind of listening to that album felt weirdly personal because I was like, is he talking to me right now? <laughs> Because I was part of those people. I was those people who was just like, nah, Eminem don't got it no more. Yeah, dude, I feel that. I mean, honestly, yeah, Revival was not. Uh, I mean, not Revival, but the album before it was not. It was not. It was Revival, yeah. The, the oh, new revival. one was Kamikaze. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kamikaze, sorry. Yeah, Revival was not great. I, I, I'm like fully, I fully admit that. But when he did play, when he, I did see some pettiness where I was like, okay, dude, like chill out in Kamikaze. But like, you're an old man, stop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I You're an old like, man. Stop complaining. You know why? You know why? I'll tell you why I think I give respect to Eminem. And it's, it's on, we're on the topic of lyricism. I just think, to be honest, dude, he's the best lyricist ever. I'll say it. I'll say it. Okay. Well, we'll just have to disagree on that one. Uh-huh. Can't really do much about it. <laughs> just like his, but his work. The problem is there's artists and there's artists very close to Eminem, like a Royce the 5'9", who mm-hmm. still continues to drop project after project that are amazing yeah, yeah he's and uh, so slept on so slept yeah, on yeah, very, his, his, his layers album his last release the um, uh his last release was great even joel ortiz dropped an amazing album mona lisa they were so great this year yeah, yeah, yeah. eminem just didn't eminem just didn't do it for me and i think it becomes a problem when you have older artists trying to fit in because I think that's Eminem's problem is he's trying to fit in. He's not doing Eminem. He had a Tay Keith produced track on his last album. What the fuck was that? <laughs> okay. He made him change the Drake producer tag so that it didn't sound like Drake was on his album. Eminem, you're an old man. Stop being so petty. <laughs> but you know, he got the beat and then dude, one of his verses, he said, he like, he specifically goes like, oh yeah, like I can do trap. I'm sounding like Drake. La 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 Like, or, you know, like he didn't actually call him out, but like, I know. But he did that. Like, I'm just like, I'm but not. I'm glad you mentioned Royce because he is so slept on and honestly, people need to listen to Book of Ryan. They just need to listen to that album. Like it's his, like he has some features on it. Though. One of the greatest albums that came out this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very slept on. I agree. Um, but I think Royce's biggest problem, though, lyricist of all time. I want to know who who is the greatest lyricist. Who can play with words the best? Go ahead. 
You know what I'm, I'm going to do to you right now? And you're not even going to expect it, okay? Go ahead. I'm going to say Black Thought. Ooh, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. I mean, In terms of just pure lyricism, yeah. I have to give it to him. Because, you know, there's people like Kendrick who are pretty good. You know, they're pretty great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they lack, they lack that little extra just gold, you know? Yeah. They just don't have yeah. it. Black Thought from The Roots. Amazing, amazing. That's Even more slept very, on. Very, very, very out there. Um, what is it called? But uh, hey, I did not. I know my, I know my shit. shit, <laughs> dog. Honestly, now I'm gonna give him a listen. He's from. I, I highly, if anybody, this is for you, the listener, right now. If you have not heard a Black Thought song, you need to change that right now. <laughs> I'm talking to you, person. And me, actually. <laughs> yeah, and you, Tarot. <laughs> but yeah. There's so many great artists this year. Or there's so many great projects that came out this yeah. year. I don't think he dropped a project this year, but he's been pretty amazingly consistent. There are some. It has been good, honestly. 2018 has been a very good year for music. Yeah, very, very good hit year. For- Bro, Astro World came out this year, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Everything else could have been garbage. I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> KOD. Bro, I still listen, I still listen to Astro World every single day. For real. For real. I'm, Ever since August 3rd. He's, he's coming to my hometown. Um, oh, oh. In the- Bro, I'm waiting for him to come to Europe. But, I'm waiting for him to come to Europe. It'll be so good. Be honest, $30 but, tickets. Dog. I already got mine. Like, fuck it. Why not? Geez. Yeah. There, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, but there have been some great projects that came out this year. Who, album of the um, year, Astroworld? No, no, no. I Look, I love Astroworld, but... Yeah. There's albums like Daytona. Daytona is a perfect example for an artist who's been around for just a little a little while. Yeah. Like Pusha T, who still does great with lyricism, in, but you don't think of him as a lyrical artist most of the time. Yeah, I know. You, you think of him more, you know, he has, he has that trap drug dealer persona, but his music is leagues ahead of anyone else on good music, maybe. Yeah, and it's that you know, mix. I don't know how well. You know? Yeah, and Kanye produced production. It was pretty phenomenal. Yeah. There's hard tracks on there like Hard Piano with Rick Ross. They're phenomenal. Yeah, and um, his his track with Kanye was actually pretty good. The one he had a... Um, yeah. Name, name is, but yeah. No, like uh, that album... What would Meek do? But uh, you you think you think Daytona, you'd actually go for album of the year? I think Daytona has a very good shot for album of the year. Wow. Mm. What about you? What do you think? I go album of the year undebatably, KOD. Had the most influence to me. Okay. I mean, hey, I can't look, I can't be mad at that. I totally understand it. Yeah, I mean he like he he like especially with how many features J. Cole has been doing, it's like like just like Kendrick called 2016 his year or 17 this his year with damn and all that, I think it's like 2018 is like J. Cole's year in a sense, you know. I mean it's it's even the year of the lyricist, honestly. I think we're gonna see Especially coming into 2019, I think we're going to see a whole lot of projects that are going to be lyrically focused and driven and maybe a little contemporary and maybe a little strange, but they're all going to be good. Maybe. Yeah, I Hopefully. think it might be like a little bit from the backlash of like the the old heads, you know, from like hip hop is cyclical. Yeah, exactly. It'll just keep turning. And I bet in like and I bet in like three, four years, people will just get bored of the lyricism and go back to like. A new, a new wave or era of beats, you know? And I'm not complaining about it. I love it. Because without it, we honestly wouldn't have gotten some of some of the artists, like some of the newer generation artists that I love. Yeah. Like Lil Uzi. 
Yeah, exactly. You, know? you have to embrace Or a Tory Lanez. I love Tory Lanez. I love Lil Uzi. I love Post Malone. Post Malone and Lil Uzi, they're sound Metro rappers. Boomin too, by the way. Slept on. Metro Boomin. Metro Boomin dropped an amazing project wow. a little while ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. It had five Travis Scott features. <laughs> yeah, I know. Crazy. <laughs> and a young thug on one and of his them. Album, oh. his album was Big Sean too. That was... Oof. Big Sean's also another great lyricist. Yeah, a great lyricist, so slept on. Actually, one of my top five modern rappers. Like, I find that Big Sean is slept on so hard, and he consistently he delivers like bangers while like you know like li- like rhyming his heart out. I think just the big problem with Big Sean is that for some reason his music isn't memorable to the mainstream. Yeah, I- people forget about him after a couple of months. You know, yeah. a project drops like. Um, well, he hasn't dropped a project this year, but he dropped two yeah. last year. One with Met- I decided, um, yeah, I decided, and Double or Nothing. Yep, both of them great. Especially I decided there were some great tracks on there. Yeah. There was Jump Out the Window. There was an Eminem feature. There was a Jay Eichel feature. You had the perfect Big Sean album. Yeah, but he hasn't done anything in a year, and I don't know what's going on there. Is is it is it a good music thing? I mean, a lot of other good music uh, artists dropped a lot of projects this year. Yeah, he takes his time between like which is great. Um, yeah, I I like I like that. Like take your time and like give me quality like over just like bombarding me with songs. But I do I want to go back to your point about it not being memorable and it's just so it resonated with me a lot because it's so true. You'll have a song that pops for like 2-3 months and then it goes away and I think the greats the greats the greats like how they you know, level themselves up is by like sticking on to that, you know, audience for like the year into it or like a year into the yeah. album or something. I feel like for every Big Sean album, we always get like a massive, massive track. Like he had that track ass for on his first project, which is crazy. I mean, that was a huge track. Yeah. Marvin Gaye, Chardonnay was also on that. Um, that jumping out the window, Sierra Leone, he was on that. Uh-huh. Dark Sky Paradise, I think maybe. One of his bigger projects, the one that came out in 2015, he had I Don't Fuck With You. Oh, I Don't Fuck With You. That was a massive track. Yeah, dude. Moves also, he had it in in his newer album in um, I Decided. Yeah, and Bounce Back. I mean, those are arguably, he's arguably, he is a popular artist, but it is very strange how his popularity dwindles heavily when he is off season. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. he's, He's a popular artist, but just doesn't have like that loyal fan base that goes to war for him, you know, in a sense. Yeah, I mean, it's weird, too, because, like I said, he's a good music signee. Good music fans are usually very loyal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, don't, I mean, you see that it. Detroit, it's that Detroit um, fan base just failing him. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, Detroit doesn't do too well, so. <laughs> hey, 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 watch it. <laughs> it's a message for all the people in Detroit. Fuck you. <laughs> Damn. Watch Eminem name drop you in his uh, in his second. Uh, oh, he's so petty. He would. <laughs> he's so petty. Coming after a guy with four viewers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a big surprise! Uh, he's gonna call my hair weird or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like you Egyptian fucker. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, but. So we both think that hip hop is gonna make a, at least lyricism in hip hop is gonna make a comeback soon, sooner rather than later. Yeah, honestly, I think it's on its way already. Honestly, because we saturated the market with trap drums. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it. They literally just took the trap drums and put lyrics on it. And I'm very excited for what the future holds. Because like, the more versatile it is, you know, the more like better music we're gonna hear. That more out there we're gonna. I, I I'm very excited for the future of lyrics. Well, I think with that, we should probably get out of here. Yep. 
It was very fun talking to you, Talal. Hopefully we can do this soon. I'm, I was very, very, I'm very happy to go on your podcast. And, you know, I hope all the listeners go listen to Black Thought because I'm going to do that right now. And, <laughs> um, yeah, have a great day, bro. Okay, well, don't don't forget to go follow at the Cozy Cassette on Instagram. Also, go follow the wonderful Tolo Arslan. Um, yep. I don't know his Twitter, uh, his Instagram handle, So, but I think it is TRSLAN23. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So go follow him. Go follow me. And tell tell your friends about this. You know? Yep. Get the get the word out. Get the word out. We'll oh, see you soon. Pop conversations. Well, anything, you know? We'll, yeah. we'll talk about everything. We're desperate. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Okay. All right. And with that, we'll sign off. Goodbye. Bye.